Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, we still don't have a Speaker of the House. Yeah, they said yesterday, well, maybe there'll be 10 to 15 representatives who, um, they may be the sticky wickets, as they would say. You know, they won't, they won't side with the majority. Well, there weren't 10 to 15. By the third vote, there were 20. 20. <laughs> when- yeah. Now, you know what? There's two ways to look at it, I guess. You know, no, do I want Kevin McCarthy? No, really don't. But I'm also getting the idea that the other side, you know, well, we have somebody, we have a plan. Well, if you did, it would have taken place. It hasn't. Yeah. So this is becoming a clown show. And what you got to realize, you set forth an agenda of things to do which got derailed before you ever got to this point of getting in to get your vote. And that was done by Biden and the Democrats because they knew damn good and well that these Republicans said, well, we're going to do this. And they filed motions for all the things that they wanted to do on the January 6th committee and very sneaky, but in a coy way, Biden and the Democrats said, well, thank you. Thank you. Here's here's the thing that gets me, Bill, and, and this bothers me a lot. Um, when we're getting advice from the other side, when we're getting advice from people like uh, Karl Rove, who is a devout, uh, practicing uh, rhino, mm. when you when you get uh, advice from uh, Democrats about how we're damaging the Republican Party by delaying the inevitable, like they're doing right now with these different votes, I... I think that what's happening is actually a, a real exercise in democracy. We're it seeing, is an exercise. Yeah, it we're is seeing, an exercise. We're, we're seeing people go through the process. And, you know, Bill, they said, they said uh, we haven't had this happen since uh, 1923 and before that, uh, the 1850s. Mm-hmm. But here's what Joe did, you know, to, fin- to finish the statement. And the Democrats... They sat there. They took all the things the Republicans said they're going to do, and they put forth an, emo- an emotion. And they said, hey, this is great, but there's one little problem, you see. Uh, you presented this at a time that you were not the ma- majority in the House, which means it's like saying you have no standing, so you're going to have to go back and wait until you have majority. You have a House speaker, and then you got to do it all over again, and then we've got to take a look at it. So in other words... Once we get a House Speaker, they got to go back and redo everything that they want to do, present it, at which point in time they're going to drag and delay. So we could go two years of having the Congress and not get one damn thing done because you were outplayed before you got into the game. Here's the thing. We probably aren't going to get any of our once voted, you know, through, through through the Congress and then signed by by Biden. I mean, they can pass whatever they want in the legislature, a law, you know. Mm-hmm. It has to go through the, the Senate. And it, the Senate's run by Democrats. If it happens to get through the Senate, it'll land on whose desk? Biden's desk. And yes, he'll, and and he'll be told. They're going to block and delay it. Yeah. To make their, 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 their thing is, let's render these guys a nuisance and that they're just a clown show. And that's what they're going to be for two years unless they can no, figure out but how to get around it. Here's where the strength comes. The strength comes from not from the laws we pass, because we're not going to get most of our laws passed. You know that. We're going we're gonna to have the ability to have hearings. We're going to have abilities to bring people to justice and to show the public how corrupt the other side really is. That's the strength right now. We are going to be able to have guys like Jim Jordan on judiciary uh, trying, you know, essentially trying cases. They're not cases. Uh, ha- having hearings, bringing people like Hunter Biden, Joe Biden maybe, in front of uh, uh, the judiciary and have them exposed for what they are and and how corrupt they well, are. we got to get to that point, and we're nowhere near it. Now, I'm not saying McCarthy's the answer. I'm saying they need to get off in their little prospective groups, huddle up, which I believe they were trying to do last night, and get a consensus down. And I wouldn't hurry to a vote today. I would hurry to let's 
figure this out. Well, Billy, he could go months. Seriously, he could go months. We could go without. But here's the other thing. Everyone's saying we need to have a speaker now. I mean, I'm going to play a tape for you in a second from Marjorie mm-hmm. Taylor Greene. She was on uh, Steve Bannon's program, War Room, yesterday before the vote started. And she you can hear the disappointment because she was voting. She's voting for Kevin McCarthy because she wants to get the system moving. And she thinks McCarthy's the way to go. That surprised me. She's a good friend of Matt Gates. I thought she would be on, on Matt's side. But in this case, she's voting for McCarthy. Uh, then I'm going to play a tape for you by uh, Representative Chip Roy, who's voting against McCarthy. They both have valid arguments. But I right now I want to play Tucker Carlson from last night. Listen. Now, the fact right. that this race has not been settled by now is being described, especially online, by many as embarrassing. And it is embarrassing if you prefer the Soviet-style consensus of the Democratic Party's internal elections, where votes are merely a formality and all the really big decisions, the meaningful ones, are made years in advance by donors. Oh, of course, everyone's on board. That's what they do. But if you prefer democracy to oligarchy, if you prefer real debates about issues that actually matter, it's pretty refreshing to see it. Yes, it's a little chaotic, but this is what it's supposed to be. Now, we're going to bring you a lot more detail on what's happening in just a minute and throughout the week. But first, a quick overview to frame the big points. So Kevin McCarthy of California was going to be speaker. He badly wants to be speaker. In fact, he wants that job more than anything else in his life. And he was going to get it. But then a group of 20 Republican members stopped him. Now, they stopped him because they decided that Kevin McCarthy is not conservative enough to represent a party that's just taken back the House from Nancy Pelosi. And they are definitely right about that. McCarthy is not especially conservative. He is, in fact, ideologically agnostic. He's flexible. His real constituency is the lobbying community in Washington. So if you've got sincere political beliefs, that is infuriating to watch. On the other hand, to be fair, this is politics, and McCarthy does have strengths. It's not easy being speaker when the House is this closely divided. And in some ways, Kevin McCarthy is perfectly suited for that. He is skilled in politics, not a small thing. And critically, McCarthy is willing to spend the next two years living in hotel rooms raising money for his party ahead of a historic presidential election. What other Republican in the House is willing to do that? Well, as of tonight, and we have checked, no one has stepped forward. So really, the pivotal question is, how badly does Kevin McCarthy want this job? 20 of his colleagues have just publicly disavowed him loudly and again and again. So to win them back, McCarthy is going to have to give them something real, not more airy promises, which he specializes in. He's going to have to give them actual concessions. If Kevin McCarthy wants to be the speaker, he is going to have to do things he would never do otherwise. Like what? We can think of at least two things. First, release the January 6th files. Not some of the January 6th files and video, all of it. And not to some phony committee that will hide them, that in fact is designed to hide them from the public, but put them online, release them to the public directly, so that the rest of us can finally know what actually happened on January 6th, 2021. It's been two years. It's long overdue. It's our right as Americans to know. And McCarthy could tell us. Second, Kevin McCarthy could put Thomas Massey of Kentucky in charge of a new Frank Church committee designed to discover what the FBI and the intel agencies have been doing to control domestic politics in this country. They've been doing a lot. But no one in Washington wants to talk about it. This topic is effectively off limits. and has been. In fact, no one's talked about it for almost 50 years. And so because no one has talked about it or stopped it, the rot has spread and democracy has withered. You can feel it. The FBI has now a bigger force in American elections than any single group of voters. This cannot continue. It is poison. And Kevin McCarthy is uniquely situated right now to stop it. So by striking a deal with his 20 colleagues, McCarthy could restore our system to health and at the very same time get the job he has always wanted. It's not so complicated. Let's hope he does it. Okay, so those are great suggestions. And Tucker, I I think, is right on the mark. But... There was a proposal made, a deal made supposedly. I, I don't know if you followed the uh, mm-hmm. the process yesterday, but the About people the five who, vote. Well, they went. They actually no. They no. That was one piece of it, but they right. said they said they also want guarantees 
mm-hmm. that you're going to go after the border situation and secure the border. I guess they, they figure that the the legislature can can get that done. I don't know how. Maybe it's because they figure they can remove Mayorkas and and make it difficult for the administration. But they think that they can do something. And you know, McCarthy wouldn't guarantee that he would do it. McCarthy wouldn't guarantee that he would do what they asked. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, we we, we talked off show yesterday, and, you know, this is something McCarthy has always wanted, you know, to be Speaker of the House. But, you know, the, the question I threw out there was, does he really want it or does he need to have it? In other words, releasing the January 6th tapes and everything that went on, mm-hmm. uh, it would be interesting to see what really went on. I don't know that we're going to get to see the real whole truth because a lot of things were doctored, changed, and, you know, they change things as we go. There was um, a story that I read yesterday, uh, again, after the show, mm-hmm. that the, there are some key Republicans right now that want to go after Pelosi because they found, and this is interesting, they found text and emails, and I saw the, the one of them, where she actually was discussing January 6th before it happened and security, which they made sure no Republican was in on those meetings and how they literally you know, orchestrated the the insurrection. It was staged. It was planned to happen, and it was a setup job is what it was, and it was orchestrated by Nancy Pelosi. And when you look at that and you look at the Twitter files, the dumps, that is treasonous. Well, look at the and January 6th whole... committee. The January 6th committee was never fair from the get-go. Right. They, they should have had a Jim Jordan on that committee or somebody who could have asked serious questions to the witnesses. Instead, they put rhinos, devout, uh, unabashed rhinos like Liz Cheney and Adam Kissinger on on uh, that committee. They were just as liberal as anybody else in that committee. Well, I'm just saying that obviously there's something that they got to protect to cover their ass. And, you know, I believe... The, the Nancy Pelosi emails and texts because they they magically got text from Oz and they interpreted for it. And when you see a raw text from them, well, how are they going to explain it away other than the fact that they had planned this whole thing from the beginning? And it's, it's easy to believe because it's been proven they wanted to take Trump down since 2016 oh, with it, the still dossier. It was absolutely planned. I mean, look at it. Uh, Supposedly, there were people at the Capitol building protesting and throwing stuff through windows while the the group of Trump supporters was still listening to the president twenty five minutes away. So, if it was planned, and yeah, the people that planned it, and it was it was really a, a a stage job, right? Is that not treason? Absolutely, is treason. Okay, then that means the January sixth committee, everybody that participated in it, knowingly knew this crap. Absolutely. So they're treasonous. So uh, now uh, you've got uh, that's it's another another reason why you ever wonder ever think I, I have why the hell did Nancy not take the twenty thousand troops that was offered her if she was so concerned about the security of the Capitol why didn't she take the twenty thousand troops that President Trump offered her? It's because she didn't want them there. She no, didn't want she didn't that. because she was she was the architect of this particular incident. And you know, if she architect, if, if she architect uh, did the architect work on this, mm-hmm. maybe her husband being attacked because there's a lot of questions about that means nothing to her, and she threw him under the bus. Or maybe, you know, or maybe there's more to it than we even know about. Maybe the fact that well, he was attacked, he was maybe been ta- attacked for a whole completely different reason. Let's say hypothetically, this is the screenwriter in me, <laughs> okay? But let's say hypothetically, she had something in her house. That was important to the uh, Democratic, uh, you know, the Democratic Party, and they didn't want it to fall to fall in the wrong hands. So somebody broke into the house while he was there and you took know. it. And there was this, yeah. yeah and the, the whole thing was no a stage one, setup. I mean, well, Adam Schiff, you know, is is in the news over his tweets, you know, and uh, not tweets, but his 
correspondence to Facebook and to suppress certain things and shut th- certain things off because, and you know, so the whole damn bunch of them are guilty of a big conspiracy against the union. One of the things that democracy. I, I couldn't get over yesterday when I was watching this, uh, these votes was the unanimity of the democratic party. They voted in lock step. They enthusiastically supported the same thing. There was no questioning. There was no debate on their side. They were an organized group. And then yesterday I heard somebody, I believe it was on Tucker's show, it might have been some other show, say, well, when you think about it, there's only one blue dog uh, Democrat left, and that would be Henry Quayar of uh, Quayar of of Texas, and it's because he represents a district which sits on the border, and he's mm-hmm. he's being overrun by illegals, and he wants that to stop. He wants security on the Texas border, and yeah. so when you think about it, there's only one guy who kind of questions what the Democratic Party is doing, whereas on the Republican side, you at least have 20. You had 20 yesterday voting for somebody well, else. See, and- now, there's a sad statement right there because that means our government is corrupt. It's totally corrupt on the Democrat oh, side, and it's filtering over like cancer into the Republican side. And where is that going to leave us 5, 10, 20 years from now? I, you know, then, then I'm sitting there going, you know, if we don't get past this, not even in the next two years, in the next few months, what happens this week well, and in the next couple of months? Well, that's a good question because I don't think that the presidency can possibly be an honest presidency of the election in 2024. But Joe doesn't seem worried. Of course and he doesn't. The- he has the system. He has the steel mechanism on his side. Yeah. You know, you talk about the... Uh, you talk about the football, the nuclear briefcase. No, he's got something bigger and more powerful than that. And he wields the power. And, you know, he's not the bumbling idiot that they, that oh, is I know. an act. I you know. know, he was a crook and a liar and a thief when he started out in politics. And that was proven. It was pointed out in the news and how, how people seem to want to forget it and ignore it. Well, he's changed. Let me tell you something. Changed. Things to things to make you that make you go hmm okay. Uh, I was I was watching a, a video just a couple of days ago, and it was about uh, Hollywood prostheses, Hollywood makeup, Hollywood mm-hmm. masks, and, and what they can do. And yeah. uh, they had a CIA. Apparently, in the CIA, there is like the. Uh, director of um, agent disguises or something like that. They have a more technical name, but there's somebody in the CIA. There's a department, a division that works on disguises. Almost like if you watch James Bond, you know, what is it? Q who's the character is always making all these different gadgets. They have people Mm -hmm. like that in the CIA. And they had this lady who was the head of it back in the nineties. And she said, I don't know how she could say this in public, but and by the way, they had her name, and it was you can check it. She was the head of the this department. She said we had we had masks that we had made in the nineties that were good to three feet, meaning you could have somebody four feet or three and a half feet in front of you, and they couldn't tell you were wearing a mask. That's pretty think good. About but I would I would think now they have masks that are. Wait, you know, she said yeah. this. You've gone to where I was just going to go. She said that right now they're good to go. From you could you could kiss them. I was just going to say, yeah, you should be able to do that because uh, look. So the question is, Bill, who are these people we're seeing? Are we seeing the real people? Are the people that we think we're seeing? Is it, for example, I'll just throw this out there. You can think what you want to think, but. I mean, is that really Joe Biden? A lot of people say it isn't. His earlobes don't match the earlobes of the Joe Biden from Maybe the 80s. he's in a coma somewhere, and that's that's that. Uh, I still contend that Jill is actually uh, running 
uh, running the game. I really think that she is pulling the strings, and she's bought and paid for too. I think Obama is pulling the strings from down the street in you his know, skiff. It's funny you mention Obama because everyone goes, what a great guy he was, you know, a great president. Actually, if you roll it back and strip it down, he really didn't, he wasn't effective. He wasn't that popular. Everything you've heard about him that's positive and what a great guy he is. He's a great communicator. I will say that, you know, he presents well, he looks good. And other than that, it's nothing but a big bucket of BS. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, <laughs> that's well, it. Uh, but he he did he did sell us he d he did sell us on himself for for eight years, uh, but you know he the left will tell you in subtle ways but subtle but direct ways what they're doing and what's about to happen. Remember he said right at one of the conventions we're just days away from fundamentally changing the the United States as we know it. I mean I'm paraphrasing, but. He came oh, yeah. right out and said it, and they all applauded and cheered, like, oh, isn't that great? I, I think it's going to happen in the next week or two, and uh, get ready for it. Uh, it's coming. By the way, you mentioned the guy, uh, the one Democrat on the border that's worried. Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre uh, Jean yeah. was at a press conference, and they were asking about the border, and when's Joe going to go down and do something about it? And she got mad and said, it's the GOP's fault. It's all fake because Joe has been on the border crisis since day one. All right. Oh, gag me. Kareem? Gag me. Please show us. Please show us. But, you know, then I thought about it. What was the first thing he did about the border when he came into office? He opened it up. So he was on it since day one. Actually, he was on it before. He, yeah. said, he said when he was campaigning that on the first day, he was going to open the border up and welcome these people into his country, into the country. He so came he kept out his and said, and she was right. Yeah. He's been on it since day one, just not the way that we expect. By the way, they asked her in the press conference yesterday what uh, she thought of what was happening up at Capitol Hill. And she smiled like she, implying that she loved the turmoil that was going on. By the way, they're trying to create the fact that there's turmoil going on. And it's it's not turmoil. Trust me. This is mm -hmm. this is democracy. It's not always pretty. It's not always something you want to watch, but it does work. One more thing, um, and I it, it it came and it went as fast as I had it. Uh, the one more thing. <laughs> the one more thing. You ever sometimes have that happen thoughts, to you? Then you're gonna oh, I, they, they, sometimes they just, thoughts are like a fart in the wind. They're, they come they're so they're quickly; it's amazing. But uh, uh, the one more thing was, and I'll think of it probably when the show ends. <laughs> <laughs> but I got one more thing from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay, she was on with Steve Bannon. Uh, just All before right. the vote started yesterday, but she knew where it was going and she wasn't happy. Again, surprisingly, she's supporting Kevin McCarthy, but here's, here's her reasons. Well, I think we're going to see. I think there's still a few members that have their heels dug in and may not vote for him on the first ballot. But let me explain it to you like this, Steve. I'm the only Republican in the conference that has no committees being kicked off my committees early on. I'm also very dedicated to the agenda. You see, to me, Steve, it's not about a personality contest. I don't care about who we elect for prom king. What we need to do is we need to get a speaker in place because here's the facts that the base has not been told by my friends who are opposing Kevin McCarthy. We cannot fire any of Nancy employee, Nancy Pelosi's employees in the Capitol. I'm talking about sergeant at arms. I'm talking about clerks at the desk. I'm talking about very important employees in the House, in the Capitol. They cannot be fired until we get a Republican speaker. We can't even swear in as members of Congress. We can't hold investigations. We cannot pass bills. We can do nothing without a speaker. And this is what they have failed to explain. Let me tell you something else. We have the rules package. The rules package is so good, I'm going to quote my friend Matt. Matt said on our Sunday conference call that the rules package is an exquisite rules package that gives the people unprecedented weaponry. That is a direct quote from Matt Gates. 
So you can see that all the negotiations that we have all worked on very hard from the Freedom Caucus with leadership and getting this in place has worked and it's satisfactory. But here's the problem, Steve. My friends in the Freedom Caucus and Matt and Lauren Boebert and others, they don't know how to make the art of the deal because they aren't willing to take the win when they have one. They're making this about never Kevin and that is the wrong move because it's a failure to every single person that worked hard on Republican campaigns across the country. People that knocked doors for hours on end. Grandmothers that pulled $5 that they didn't have out of their wallets and, and gave to candidates for them to win races. This is about an agenda that we have brought forward and it's an agenda I believe in. I want to investigate Hunter Biden. I want to investigate Joe Biden. I want to investigate the FBI and the Department of Justice. I want to investigate the DC jail right here in Washington, D.C. that still has January 6th defendants rotting away in this jail. I want to investigate the COVID-19 vaccines, and I want to know why people are dropping dead suddenly. Steve, we can't do any of this while my friends are sitting over there. And guess what I found out? We all found out in our conference meeting just then that three of them, three of them went in Kevin McCarthy's last night and were making personal demands for themselves, demanding subcommittee uh, uh, chairmanships, demanding gavels basically for themselves, demanding who should be on committees and who shouldn't be on committees. And these so-called friends of mine never demanded anything for me while I have zero committees. I want you to know, Steve, I have not made any deal. I have not asked anything for myself, nothing, zero. The only thing I'm doing is trying to get our Republican conference together and get moving to do the job that we promised the American people we would do. And I am, I'm gonna fight like you've never seen before until we can make that happen. And I want the conservative base in this country to understand you can't always trust everyone when they're sitting there telling you, trust us. We have a plan. Well, let me tell you something right now, Steve. There is no plan. They have no plan. There is no candidate that can win in our conference. And I'm gonna tell you as a true conservative myself, it is unfortunate that we cannot come up with a true conservative as speaker. And I tell you why that can't happen. It's because of the makeup of our conference. Unfortunately, this is not the American people's vote. And I say that unfortunately, because I wish it was. Unfortunately, we have to pick a speaker based on every single member in our conference because we are like board members. We are all the same. We all have the same power. We have a voting card. And out of 222 of us, we have to come to 218. And I'm coming, I'm coming forward and voting for Kevin McCarthy, and I'll tell you why. Because of the agenda, the agenda I just laid out. And we're going after Biden. We're going after Mayorkas. We want our borders secure. We are sick and tired of the invasion. We want to audit Ukraine for the American people. They deserve where their money is going, because I don't think any more money should go to Ukraine. And they deserve accountability and transparency for this country. And we can't do any of it any of it until people get on board and we move forward with a speaker. Okay, that's Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's supporting Kevin McCarthy, and I understand her frustration. By the way, that idea that I couldn't remember, you know, the one that went through, yeah, like, yeah. how did you describe it? Like a, a fart in the fart wind? Fart in the wind, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, actually, uh, it came back like a boomerang during that. Uh, it came, uh, what I was going to say was, you know, the fact that we're, we got a, a legislature, a House of Representatives that isn't passing any laws right now, that that's not a bad thing because they just passed one last week that cost us trillions, you know, $1.7 yeah. trillion. So maybe an, an inactive House of Representatives might be more cost effective for us, the people out here, you know? Well, it could be. One of the things they need to do, though, while we're sitting there getting our act together, uh, perhaps you have oh, just what we need. Maybe... Um, uh, an information committee uh, that just sits there and we come look, look, look at her. You know, when you listen to her, could right. you have gotten a word in edgewise she with her? No, she talked for when five she talks, minutes. She keeps talking. She sucks the air out of the room. <laughs> so imagine if you put her in front of a microphone and spewing our news and everything that we believe in what we want to do. In other words, Democrats have done it all the time. They suck the air out of the room. They control the stage. Right. And, you know, and sometimes you got to charge the stage. 
So, you know, when they try to take the microphones away, no, 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 I've got something to say, and I want to talk to you right now, and I'm not going to shut up until I get my point across, even if it takes me all damn day. But we have to do it so that they get that news out while we sit there and quietly, you know, figure out who our leader is, because we're in charge either way, even though we don't have a leader, we can start dictating the news if we so desire. But we I would just that. suggest to the listeners out there, do not, do not fall victim of the nonsense the media is throwing at you right now, saying, mm. oh, this is terrible. These people can't make up their minds. They're destroying the, the Republican Party. They're ruining their chance at uh, making changes, they may. I hear another thing. I hear them say, "Well, you know, they may even force uh, force a situation where uh, was it Jeffries, the Democratic uh, minority leader? Now uh, they may actually make him the Speaker of the House." I'm thinking, you know, stop that nonsense. They've gone for you can go for months without a Speaker. You can oh, keep yeah. voting every day. Matt Gates was uh, seen talking to AOC, which uh, was probably a weird thing to see. But the question to AOC is, are the Democrats going to help McCarthy get in? And she said, there's no way in hell the Dems are going to help McCarthy get Speaker of the House. You know, well, chances are they probably believe that a, you know, no speaker is better than him. So they're, they, they don't want him. They don't want anybody in that seat right now. I heard that being thrown out there as a possibility that they may actually cross the aisle and vote for McCarthy. And I thought any Democrat who votes for a Republican speaker has just committed suicide, political suicide. Yeah. Well, I don't know that the Dems always let AOC know what happens because she is, she is the, uh, she's the equivalent of uh, the lady that we just heard. She sucks the air out of a, yeah. a room too when she talks. But I don't know that she really <laughs> has all the, the the full deck in her head. Former uh, President Do- Former President Donald Trump did not say if he is still standing by his endorsement of Representative Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House, adding, "Quote, we'll see what happens." End quote. That was. Well, his let me response. ask you a question. What does it matter to him? He's running for president in two years. And this Congress may be a different Congress in two years. He just needs to worry about his his campaign and what's ahead, because some of these Republicans are for him, some are against, and so you know let let those shit. He's got actually he's the only fish in the pond right now. And a recent survey of independents, and they're very important. They're getting fed up with the Democrats. And Biden, and they're leading, leaning predominantly to Trump, secondarily to DeSantis. You know, so, Bill, they, they've done, he's done what he had to do. He supported McCarthy on the first vote, second vote, third vote, but he's not obliged to stay there anymore. That's why I'm glad he's, he, he didn't commit because what McCarthy is maybe showing the world right now is he just doesn't have the fuel to get him across the finish line. No, he's, he's got nothing in the and tank. Wh- you and know what Trump would call that? What? A loser. <laughs> Trump yeah, doesn't like he would. losers. He would call it a loser. And, uh, Hey, you know what? If it looks like a duck, walks like a duck and it quacks too, it's gotta be a duck. And he's a lame one uh, right now. Uh, you know, he actually ought to quit what in my my mind. He needs to quit while he's ahead to, you know, save face and regain some dignity there and say, hey, I tried, but, you know. You mean McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah. I think that that's where they should they should be today. He should actually come out and say, look, it, I've changed my mind. I, I understand the will of the people is somebody else in this position, not me. So I, uh, I will give them my support. I will yeah. lend my suggestions if they want, but let's get the process moving forward. And that might be all it takes. Now, then if we can't get it together, then we, we got a different problem. Well, it'll be interesting. I guess they have the fourth round of votes this morning sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see where that goes. You know, Chip Roy, 
uh, was asked about uh, what was happening on the floor. He's a representative from Texas. Listen. First of all, I, don't, I wouldn't say I've been leading the charge against McCarthy. I've been leading the charge for my constituents who are tired of the swamp, continuing to do what the swamp does. And we saw it on full display with the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. Now, my friend Jim Jordan, who just nominated Kevin McCarthy, who I, who I also consider a friend, uh, said that, hey, we need to put the people in place to stop bills like that. But that's the problem. Everybody's out there saying, oh, we got everything we wanted. We got rules changes. Let me tell you something. We have no way to enforce those rules changes. The Speaker-elect has a history of voting with Democrats and voting with the minority against the majority of Republicans over the last decade. He's been Speaker or in the leadership of Republicans since 2009. During that time, the debt has gone from $11 trillion to $32 trillion. In other words, we want to be able to have a check against the swamp. We made good good faith changes. We worked hard to get them, but we needed a little bit more in order to assure that we have the power to actually stop the swamp from rolling over the American people who are sick of bills that spend money we don't have, are sick of open borders, are sick of empowering the bureaucrats to go after them, and we're sick and tired of a Congress that's not doing its job. So this is about changing this town. I wasn't sent here for second place. I was sent here to get the job done, and we need the leadership and the tools to do it. Absolutely. He wasn't sent there to be uh, an also-ran. He was there to mm-hmm. make changes. And uh, I think that something good's going to happen from this. I don't think that all of these dire predictions of what may happen if we don't have a speaker by such and such a time are necessarily true or, go- or going to come uh, to fruition. Well, here's a clue of what could happen mm-hmm. in D.C. Uh, once we, uh, you know, focus on a leader and uh, move things forward. Uh, the new Republican attorney general in Iowa, you hear about this? No. She's uh, cleaning house. She uh, thanked her staff for all their years of hard work and asked for all of them to turn in their resignations. No kidding. Yeah, because they were all Democrat appointees and for years and years and years. And she's going, I, and you know what? There's a lesson to be learned there. And, uh, you know, I keep saying Trump, you know, got sucked into some bad players. And sometimes what you got to do is just, well, I call it the grenade theory. You throw a grenade into the room and you blow out the staff and you start fresh because yeah, I think uh, of it as etch a sketch. You know what etch a sketch? Remember what that yeah, was? Yeah. You yeah. just when you finish making the drawing, shake you just it take up. it. No, you take or oh, you can shake it up too, but or you can take the, the piece of paper. Clean the slate. Clean the slate and start again. Yep. Yep. The same thing. It's all the same thing. And you know, that's Bill, that is so cruel. You know how many times that I got my clock clean when they cleaned the slate and I was a good guy, you know, but it didn't matter. And they would say, Hey, look, we really hate to do this to you. We'll help you. Which they always forget to do, but (laughs) you know, you know, there is nobody that has any obligation towards you. Uh, and if they think you're on a certain side and they have an agenda, it was nice knowing you. I wish you luck. See ya. You heard Marjorie and, Taylor Greene say that uh, they can't make any changes internally in the Capitol building itself. You know, the sergeant at arms and stuff like that, that they were all Pelosi appointments. All those people have to be cleaned out. And people say, well, that's, it's kind of cruel. I mean, they're going to replace these people. These people go into the jobs, the, especially these jobs, knowing that they're political and that they can be changed if the, another party comes into play. Well, see, I think that they've got a machine that's going and they actually believe that they're going to be in control for the years to come. But there's some bad news, you know, and that is in the census numbers. Now, 2021 was not counted or there would be a big different realignment of, uh, you know, who gets uh, congressional seats and whatnot. uh, And the fact that... uh, with the numbers that are out there now, uh, you know, it leans Democrat in, in a lot of key places. But the thing is, though, if you're talking about ille- now it's Ill- Ill- illegal, shouldn't be in that census. They shouldn't be here and counted. Well, no, they shouldn't be counted. But the 2021 numbers favored Republicans. And the projections show that in, you know, 10 years from now, the Democrats are going to have a hard time holding on to anything that everything is shifting to a more conservative, more Republican, you know, but stronghold. Let, they, they they just expected Latino Americans 
They haven't. They just expected them to be Democrat. And all of a sudden, they're finding a lot of them are, wait a second, they're conservatives? By the way, uh, the Republican Party better wake up, too, because the moderate Republicans, the rhino Republicans, they're going to have a problem. They, they're screwing up the, hey, look, uh, the Republican Democrats, Party right now. Uh, Latinos? Uh, you know, uh, people of any color other than white uh, tend to, you know, they have certain Judeo-Christian values or religious values. They have family values. Boy, imagine that. You know, yeah. they believe in God and or a God, and they believe in family values and, and everything like that. Kind of what I was brought up to believe, and we've given it away. Well, these people that they thought would save their ass uh, might be the nail in their coffin. But yeah. it could be the nail in a lot of people's coffin. Um, you know, they're 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 changing things. Yeah, well, there there's people on the border who are Latino, who don't like these strangers coming across their property. They've worked too hard. They're Americans, just like every other nationality, every other uh, group. You know, well, they, there's an agenda to change America, the face of America open up the borders, and I wouldn't be surprised that America, as we know it, becomes null and void, and who knows? Maybe that border, he wants to open it for a reason so that we become one big, you know, This is why mail-in voting, mail-in ballots are important to this uh, process on the Democratic side. Mm -hmm. They can cheat with mail-in ballots. They can get illegals to vote with mail-in ballots. They should be illegal. Unless it's an absentee ballot from somebody who's sick or elderly and has a valid doctor's excuse, mm-hmm. they shouldn't. But right now, with this mail-in ballot out there, they're just shipping them nilly-willy to, to any any person, any Tom, Dick, and Harry who has an address. And they are desperate to make something happen. And I think, you know, when Biden said you're going to see some fundamental changes in our government, I think it's planned, and I think it's almost going to happen you could wake up tomorrow, and there's something new that they do, and they want to change it before they lose it all because there is a plan. There is an agenda. Uh, you know, we talked about it earlier. You know, with the new Republican House, there's proof now that January 6th, we knew it all along, was all staged, and that was a Pelosi thing. And that means, uh, you know, talk about an insurrection. There was an insurrection. There was an attempt to overthrow and take the government, but it just, you know, it was the accusers that were the ones that are doing it. So you've got that going on. There's so many things at play. Watch what happens if they have another January 6th committee. Will you see wall-to-wall coverage from the networks like heck? You'll see your favorite soap opera. They won't dedicate any time. You watch. Maybe the cable well, networks. Well, you won't watch because they're not going to let you see it. Yeah, exactly. They're uh, going to poo-poo it, and and the six o'clock news are going to be you know kittens. And they've got to change. They've got to uh, do more than just change the political system. The, somehow they've got to uh, through a, maybe through licensing or something. But they've got to stop this partisan uh, news media from influencing our society. It, you know, they got to get it back to being neutral. Right mm-hmm. now, it's partisan, and uh, it is not helping our country. You know, we used to sit there and the Voice of America, you know, using transmitters and whatnot to spew our propaganda. We still do. I just saw, I saw a program on this city. We still have the Voice of America. You know that? Yeah. Maybe we need to redirect those signals to blow across <laughs> the continental United States and turn those those transmitters into reporting real news. And, and because yeah, Forget Radio it, Free Europe. We should have Radio Free America, right? Exactly <laughs> right. And, you know, you sit there. What happens if they go, okay, this frequency on the AM band is open now and this frequency on the fm band is open and uh you know you know uh, the voice of america for america is on them giving real news but see if you did that and they the democrats take back over then that becomes a propaganda machine 
you know, the, the media is a problem. Yeah, the media really is a, a huge problem. problem. They are they they are not fair with their presentation of stories. They are so partisan. Even even Fox News, which for the longest time was thought of as being a conservative wing of the uh, the media, they've switched drastically since the twenty twenty election. And mm-hmm. you can hear it in their questioning from the different uh, reporters. I played this cut from. Uh, what was it? Was it? Uh, I, I think it was uh, Bob Good being interviewed. Actually, I have it. Let me just play this for you. I want you to listen. We played this a couple of days ago. Maybe it was yesterday, but it's worth listening to again. Bob Good is talking about what he expected for the uh, the vote for the speakership. I want you to listen to Griff Jenkins and he how angry he sounds when he's challenging Representative Good. We'll block Kevin. There'll be uh, I, I suspect ten to fifteen members who will vote against him on the first ballot tomorrow. Uh, that will vote for Andy Biggs. Uh, but then I think you'll see on the second ballot uh, an increasing number of members vote for uh, a true uh, candidate who can represent the conservative center of the conference, can motivate the base, inspire Republicans across the country, get country, get to 218 votes, bring our conference together to fight against the uh, radical Democrat agenda, the most extreme so, agenda so, we've so, ever wait, seen. Wait, wait, let me stop you there. Who is that name? We, we, here we are in the 11th hour. Yeah. There are no names. Give me a name. It's not Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs isn't going to win. I'm going to resist for a few more hours what I have resisted for the last several weeks because, as you know, if we were to put forth a name right now or over the last few weeks, that person would have suffered all the attacks and retaliation and all the so threats. So you don't the- have a name. I mean, what leader? Absolutely. Griff, you'll see that name tomorrow on the second. You'll see that name tomorrow on the second. Well, we didn't see it on the second. No. We saw... Um, we saw Jim Jordan, if he thought that was the name. I don't think that was the name that he was thinking about. I do think somebody like uh, Steve Scalise, who isn't uh, the perfect conservative, but he's much more of a an acceptable man, I think, than McCarthy. I mm-hmm. think he would be uh, generally accepted by the majority of the, rep- the Republican representatives. Um, but you heard the challenging from Griff Jenkins. Yeah. He, was, he was angry. He yeah. would, you know, and and that's Fox News. You know, you would think they'd be a little more supportive of of our side. Well, you would think that they would be what they purport to be and just a news source. Whether you agree with what's going on or disagree with 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 what's going on, unless you are specifically earmarked as a opinion show, which we are. Yes. You know, so when I get my blood pressure up, I have the right to because you know, we're news conversation and opinion, and it's news conversation and opinion. And in case you don't get that, it's news yes. conversation. Did you say opinion? And opinion. Did you say opinion? Yeah, it's an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, another thing that was I found interesting. I, we talked a little while ago about the lady who worked in the CIA in the nineties who yeah. who admitted that they had masks. Human. I mean, they had masks that. You could walk up to the person and talk to them, and if the person could imitate the the voice, right, they could sell, they could convince somebody that they were who they weren't. You know, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was amazing, and like she said, God knows what they have now, um, but nobody has talked about this bill. I looked around the news channels and I I looked everywhere, and it was a a story that was suppressed. I truly believe that. I think it was a story that air traffic control issues triggered hours-long flight delays to Florida airports on Monday, according to the FAA. By late afternoon, the FAA said the issue had been resolved. Okay, They they said, you know, uh, the FAA is working towards safely returning to normal traffic traffic rates in the Florida airspace. What happened was earlier in the day, the FAA said it had slowed the volume of air traffic into Florida due to an air traffic computer issue. Now, I saw on, online somebody who's into tracking airplanes. People, there's somebody. Oh, hey, 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 there's software out there. Yeah. Not even software. You can go to sites. He showed pictures. It wasn't just Florida, it went into Georgia, you know, but there was like a bubble of airspace, including Florida, where planes were 
they first they lost track of them. How would you like to have been flying into Orlando, Florida, and and all of a sudden all the radar goes out, and they don't know where you where you are anymore? You know, I see, that's a scary thought. You know, well, you're on approach. My thought is, well, who was coming in or who the hell was leaving? That's exactly right. That's exactly where I was going. Or what the hell was coming in or Think, leaving? How do you shut down all of the radar, all of the means of tracking airplanes for, I could see it happening, by the way, at like one airport. Okay, the Look, system went down, and the ge- backup generator didn't work. But the entire region, come on. Well, now let's 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 explore that. I know we don't have a lot of time, but let's say they're going. It's a glitch. It's a computer glitch. Then what you're saying for it to be so widespread is that our air defense, our radar, is as vulnerable as our power grid. It can be taken out on a whim where we could sustain an attack without ever knowing that it was going to happen, which, oh, well, you know what? Talk I got a question. A diversion. I got a question for you. You know that, for the most part, cell phones can work in an airplane. I mean, mm-hmm. you can, if you're over a cell tower and you're, in your, you're flying along and you turn your cell phone, they don't want you to do this, by the way, but mm-hmm. technically you could... So couldn't they, they could track the airplanes if they had to with the pilot's cell phone. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention that because if you go back to the Gulf War and the United States with our stealth bombers. Right. And nobody could see it. And then all of a sudden, somebody figured out one little The pilots little had a, The pilots had their cell phones. No, it wasn't the pilot's cell phones. It was everybody's cell phone signals actually worked to show the damn plane. So using the frequency of the, the, I think it was back when we were 3G, but either way, those signals gave away the stealth planes. Wow. Well, so it'll give away anything in flight then. So you have to ask yourself, folks, two things. Did someone come in to Florida or go out of Florida yesterday that wanted complete anonymity, you know, not to be detected? And the other thing is, uh, who was responsible for shutting down our system in, in that region? Well, let's take the latter and let's go to the dark side. Okay. So we've heard that we are on the uh, cusp of nuclear war and they even talk about the there are six cities that could be targeted and but it probably would only be one so we're talking about a fundamental change in our government right we're talking about um maybe a major distraction and you know they're preparing us for a nuclear attack what if it's a staged nuclear attack and this was a test to see if they could, you know, make a certain area disappear, disappear for all to see what's coming in. I do think there's a possibility. There's some, again, this is all speculation. We can do this on this program because yes, well, we can. it's our show. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, if there were a new government, let's say, if there were the white hats out there, as some people like to call them, the good guys who are patriots, who realize that the system is being run by illegitimate people right now, if they have been working on this for a long time and they've been trying to uh, to gather up all these truths to make sure that they have a presentation to show the American people as to why they're doing what they're doing when the time comes, um, wouldn't they maybe, they, maybe they move people in and out and position people in, and in, in different staging areas yesterday that we, that we, uh, they didn't want us to know about. They didn't want to know, for example, that somebody flew in or maybe a group of people flew into Florida. Well, and, that could be, you know, hey, and the other thing know. is this, by the way. Before we forget, Lala was Lalu. <laughs> I keep wanting to call yeah, him. Yeah, I know. I thought about that yeah, too. He yeah. was voted in. Uh, he was sworn in yesterday uh, in Brazil, 
and I wanted to talk to you about the media there too. They're they're lying to their people there too. They showed a large mass of people uh, in the street as if they were supporters. Thousands and thousands of people standing outside for uh, Lalu or Lula or whatever his name or uh, Aloha. Yes, yeah. that's what his name really. It wasn't be. a Aloha, tr- it wasn't a true picture. No, they had a real the. the so, as it, nowadays, all you need is a cell phone camera. They had somebody who was outside at the same time as that picture showing that street at that time, and it was basically empty. So the media had shown a picture of maybe a million people in the street, supporters mm-hmm. of this new president, supposedly. And then at the same time, there's somebody outside with a camera showing a live feed of the same street, it's, it's basically empty. So they're trying to do the, to the people in Brazil the same thing they're doing to the people in the United States, manipulate. So does that mean there's somebody somewhere that's a bigger power uh, that is controlling all the cards on the table? Well, they call it, uh, for a better name, they call it the deep state. Yeah. And, I mean, and the deep state doesn't have borders, you know? No, it doesn't. It's, hey, it's intercontinental, I guess, baby. It sure is. And that means that uh, having no border in Texas is uh, right up their rally. That means yeah. that uh, having a, a puppet in Brazil, one of the second largest economies in our in our side of the world, that's, that's right up their rally, too. Hey, here's a thought real quick on something you you mentioned about the uh, the mask and everything. Yeah. You know, let's take that. Let's say that they have the human, real human type mask. Uh, you know, one of the things that we realized earlier in the year, they have artificial intelligence robots that actually can talk and think now and answer your question, and they know everything. And obviously the voice is programmable, just like your Alexa. Uh, now you can change, I changed the voice in mine. I changed its name to Ziggy so that I don't accidentally say, well, I need to go to the computer and it goes off or (laughs) say Alexa and it goes off. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, if I sit there and and ask Ziggy what time it is, I had to say that low, it would, (laughs) it would start chiming in and it, it has this, uh, rather Australian voice. I thought, you know, I wanted to find a computer voice, but I wonder, can they imitate a person's voice? Like, could they, what I'm saying, could they imitate? Bill Knight. Nobody, well, nobody yes, could imitate. No, nobody could imitate Bill Knight. No, Knight's you voice. can, and I'll tell you why. There's a company out there that is doing. Uh, the, they contacted me a while back, and they said, "Look, you get, you get five thousand. I'm going for what? Well, you got to read. You got to read twenty five pages of scripts. I'm going. Oh, it's going to cost you more than that, you know. Yeah. And then I'm sitting. Well, what is it for? And it's a company that they take your voice and they mimic your speech patterns and everything and your voice. Right. And it goes into a computer and then, but they get the rights to your voice. And so down the road, oh, for my broadcast friends, down the road, if you ever get that, you know. So you might lose out, you might lose out on a job to an automated version of yourself. You could. Yeah, that, it is out there. And I said, I'll never do that. Now, how long am I going to be around and, you know, and how long am I going to be viable? Eh, who knows? But I sure as hell don't want to hear my voice and somebody go, well, you must have got some big money for that Ford commercial. <laughs> what commercial was that? <laughs> uh-huh. I don't remember reading that thing at all. Must be a guy that sounds like me. No, it's a computer. But if you've got, a, 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 you know, a robot that can walk and dance and talk and they put an exo skin on it and that face you Joe Biden could be the president in uh, in 2075 you know oh god oh, oh i'm blessing myself as you said that and oh, Nancy could be the speaker of the house oh, again no. i bless myself again please dear god <laughs> hey listen we still have the same phone number in case you want to contact us and say yeah. hello it's 833-538-7868 833-538-7868 hey uh we have a, an email address if you want to drop us an email yeah, it's mail at itsanotherday.com. You can also use uh, mail at crnamerica.com. Hey, one other thing. Um, Fetterman was sworn in. I mean, I hear there's there's parties. The jailhouses are rocking right now because this guy's in. 
and he's going to let him out. Well, so. Fetterman is he he's a senator. He's also a movie actor. Did you know he's, oh, in, yes. he's in a movie? He's, he's in a, I think it's a Netflix movie that just, just came out. I mean, the guy's a star. The guy's a star. Has a hard time, like, completing a sentence. But, hey, in Hollywood, when has that ever made a difference, you know? Oh, no. They could, they could have a, a stand-in voice for him, you That's know? That's true. They could put a mask on him, too. It may not even be Fetterman. Have a good day, buddy. Hasta la vista. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America.